guys talk to. Right. That thing. Yes. What's up, you two? There it is. All right. There's three of us. There's three of us. Yes. Jen, say hi. Hi. There you go. All right. So uh, we have three big things going on today. First, Jen joined the team, uh, and uh, you are now going to see a whole lot of her right, like, right along with Thomas. Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to learn all kinds of stuff from Jen. She'll tell you, we'll tell you a little bit about her in a second. Uh, you're also going to hear why I betrayed all of you uh, and put sand in my tank. <laughs> uh, after all of like the year-long discussion. Bare bottom. Way to go. Here's yes. flow. That whole WWC series oh. was all about the bare bottom. I betrayed everyone who lied on me. This is him, eating, put this is him eating crow, and it's going to get deeper. I got I got a whole buffet of crow to eat. I'm gonna share it all Feeds. with you. Uh, there's so many problems, man, I've had. Yeah. And so many people I've talked to, and so much I've learned as to why I would never, ever, ever do dry rock bare bottom tank again. Mm. I won't ever do it again. You're gonna hear the exact reasons as to why uh, uh, Jen is gonna share. We're also going to uh, talk about acro-eating flatworms in the 160. Where the oh, heck did they come from? I don't, who knows, man. But we're gonna, uh, we're gonna talk about how they're in there uh, and what we're gonna do, and Jen actually helped us a lot on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm excited about that. All right, so. To get Jen, rid of them. <laughs> tell us uh, like a, a tiny, tiny bit about your background and the story you own. All right, I am the owner of New Wave Aquaria. I have owned it for, well, I've, we started as a maintenance company over 20 years ago, so I've been in the industry forever. Mm -hmm. um, started it out of a you know, room in my house, then turned into a building, then turned into the store. So um, we're right here in Plymouth, like five miles away from here, but. The coolest thing I heard actually about your business, this is like, a lot of people are like, when I tell people we own a, a bulk resupply and it was like the number one like source of dry goods for aquarium stuff, saltwater aquarium, you're like, in Minnesota? Right. <laughs> why, man? Uh, why would it? Yeah. What? And so I heard from actually our largest supplier that you're the number one store in the nation, also right behind uh, the, our e commerce store. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, no, so, I don't know if you, have you ever told you that. Well, yes. So, I mean, yeah, we, for corals and fish, and I mean, dry goods wouldn't do it all. So the number one retail location, yeah. uh, I really, I don't know, very, very cool, I, I thought. So anyway, uh, maybe you tell a little bit more about your background in, in like, uh, uh, how you created the store. I, well, I started uh, working in a pet store when I was, 17 years old mm. and people would come in all the time they're like oh, I, want, I really want this fish tank and I, I don't want to take care of it I'm like, all right I'll take care of it and then they <laughs> even offered me money to take care of it which was fantastic so started the maintenance company and then as it progressed you know we needed space for fish I really wanted to get into quarantining I wanted to get into coral propagation so um, this store was a natural progression we started it six years ago um, we've done a lot. We have the farm now where we do a lot of coral propagation. We take uh, fish quarantine really seriously. We have suppliers all over the world. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of work. It's been a long journey, but it's been, it's yeah. been fantastic. So uh, Jen also comes from like the same world as uh, Elliot, the guy who gets all my fish uh, in California. Like they share some similar circles. Yep. So you're traveling to like, Indonesia yep. and uh, meeting all the who's who and bringing uh, all the coolest stuff back. So. Yeah, so yeah, we, uh, we get to go to Indonesia or we, we've been there several times. We actually got to go to Bali Aqua Rich, which was an amazing experience. It took several days to get there and then also um, a really scary car ride to get there and then an interview and but we got to see the facility and that was fantastic we got to see all the all the different huge vats of breeding um, all the different types of angels and clowns it was it was fantastic all right so that's a little bit of an intro you're going to get to know Jen uh, over the years here for sure yeah. uh, and uh, all the other things so just wanted to get you like a little background are uh, you gonna get to see a little bit of, of it today but uh, uh, she joined the team, so she lives here in the Minneapolis area mm -hmm. as well, and uh, really going to take a different angle. One of the things that I share a lot is that, you know what, you really can't know things like quarantine unless you do it for a living. Yeah. Like, how many sick fish can you possibly treat on your own tank? As a house? hobbyist, You only yeah. have 
couple dozen. Yeah. Right. So how like how could you do this? You do it for a living though. You treat how many how many sick fish have you treated in your life? Uh, all of them. All of them. Yeah. I mean, at, even at the store, we have five actually six separate quarantines for different types of quarantining for different types of species. Are you doing freshwater quarantine and stuff too? No, just saltwater. Okay. We did freshwater for a little bit. But. Okay, so this is one of the things, like you guys uh, have been asking me to do a quarantine episode for like eons. And it's one of those things, Shit, man, where I just don't really want to represent myself as an authority on something that I'm not. Yeah. I can definitely like take information and like I've had uh, Elliot write out like a whole thing for me to, Here's what to you do, do yeah. and I'm happy to like share this is what you do, but like I haven't done it enough times <laughs> to be able to be qualified to share any information. You on the other hand. I will. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, this was actually a good one too. I have never run into acro eating flatworms in one of my own tanks, nah. right? You're going to hear about it here uh. in this tank uh, uh, today, actually. And uh, John gets to share some experience on it. We've got a couple of videos I think we can share as well. Uh, but i got a secret. Before. Yeah, Ryan has papers, and he was worried about us seeing the papers. But okay. It means so, work, he said, for me. It does. Well, so here's one of those things. You guys all know that we reserve the right to give away stuff like at any given time to preferred reverse. <laughs> this is one of those things. So uh, for those of you who don't know, there's like a, like a Black Friday type sale going on. You can go check it out. Yep. Like, are you giving uh, Are you giving carts back? Are you giving orders back? Wish lists. Are you giving wish lists? Yeah, but Ooh. a specific type of wish list. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Yeah, so I don't know. Bear with me three seconds. We're gonna okay, give some stuff away. You're gonna have like 10% off the wholesale, 30% off Brightwell. Yeah, like, Neptune's uh, on sale too. Royal exclusive, Sunday. which never goes on sale. Ecotech's Neptune, Ecotech, XR30s, all that stuff. Go check it out. Go check it out. All right. But That's also, it. for preferred reefers, we give stuff away sometime. Jeez. And in, in the celebration of having <laughs> the spring mega a event? woman join the team. Oh, yes. Oh, all right. These are all women I, reefers? I got a whole bunch of them in here. Yay! Nice. <laughs> They're not just all women reefers, so sorry, guys. All no. the guys out there who have won before, uh, just be happy for all the women all of a sudden. <laughs> that's uh, funny because every time we do giveaways, that's kind of the, the female reefers in our hobby are on the YouTube comments going, no women reefers, no women reefers, where are they all at? So uh -huh. one beyond that? Yeah. They're all named Jennifer. Oh, that's yes. fantastic. <laughs> so Fur Reaper is named Jennifer. Get excited. If you're for listening, just a second. You're welcome. your name is Jennifer. All right, so after this, uh, uh, if that's you're why you watching, walked by my office and asked if her name my was Jennifer. My real name was Jennifer. I wanted to make sure. Like, uh, <laughs> I assumed it was short. Jen it's is short something for Jennifer. Up his sleeve. All right, so uh, we'll add the reward points uh, to your carts to be able to go get your wish list. But I found Jennifer's or preferred reefers who had stuff in their wish list, stuff awesome. they would like. That must have took a while. Now yeah. you can do it for free. You know what? It wasn't. Actually, no. I couldn't believe how fast I was able. Like, there's something about women reefers who all their wish lists were full. There's only <laughs> other guys and they never fill it out. I don't know. So, uh, yes, it was awesome. actually very easy this time. Let's do it. All right, so Jennifer Joyce, uh, you got uh, an HM digital uh, meter, uh, UV, a protein oh. skimmer uh, from uh, Reef Octopus, an Apex 8 EL. Well, you just capped out to your 500 bucks. So, oh, let's, let's, up to 500 bucks. Let us do one. Uh, you can do one. All Here right. And, and I'll uh, take one, one for you. And then you get two more. All right. And again, we're going to hear about why I put sand in the tank in just a second. We're going to burn through these quick. Yep. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, Jennifer Reichard from Texas, Odessa, Texas, uh, got a whole, uh, what, 15-watt UV sterilizers in there, MP10, Mobius Ready, XR15 G5, XR15 G5 Pro, the right. Poles Extra, and a whole bunch more, up to 500 bucks going into your rewards points right after this. I'm gonna do an audible here. I don't wanna bore everybody to death with okay. all this. So just share the uh, name and uh, where they're from and congratulations. Uh, you don't need to hear every last item that was in there. Sweet. All right, Let's do it. I got Jennifer Fox from Oregon. Right. And uh, congratulations, that's fantastic. Couple there you things. go, here's another one. Here's another one. And we got Jennifer, oh gosh, Bamberger. Oh, that's easy. From, yeah, that one's easy. From Pennsylvania, congratulations to you. There we go. Great. I have Jennifer uh, Jekstad from St. Peter's, Missouri. All right, there we go. Last Jennifer. And Jennifer, oh gosh, you would give me this one. <laughs> Schnizzle, sh It's his fault. Schnizzle. Yes. I'm sorry, We're Jennifer. We're sorry, Jennifer, from um, Illinois. Awesome. And even though we butchered your name, we'll give you some free stuff. <laughs> All right, so you'll see, uh, he will send you an email, because some of you probably aren't watching, the Jennifer's out there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and put the points in there so you can go buy that stuff. Congratulations. We'll All right. do. So here we're at. Couple Eight problems. Eight months later. Couple <sighs> problems. 
eight months later, no sand in my tank, bare bottom tank. Uh, I've been having problems. If you followed uh, Facebook, you'd hear about three-fourths <laughs> of them. Uh, some of them, man, I, I just couldn't bear to share. I will share them today. Mm. Uh, so I ordered you a few days ago, was it five 20-pound bags of... 40. 40? Yep. Mm -hmm. Five 40-pound bags of this Ocean Direct sand. Yep. We'll hear why I chose that. Mm. And you'll hear why I don't like it as well, but also why I do like it. <laughs> Everything's a balance, man. Everything's a balance. So this is basically uh, what uh, I've been looking for. I was trying to make sure that I could export all of the uh, uh, nutrients and stuff out of the tank. There's some kind of crazy noise coming out of the tank, apparently. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to export all the nutrients out of the tank. I was trying to have flow that goes across the bottom of the tank. I was trying to make it easy to clean. I was trying to you know, make this a 10-year tank where I didn't have to clean out the sand all the time, mm -hmm. all kinds of other stuff. And really what happened is I created a eight-month headache for myself. <laughs> right? Without the sand? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's one big thing here that happened. I listened to uh, Worldwide Corals, and Worldwide Corals and Josh told me about uh, a lot of the bare bottom stuff. Mm -hmm. I just didn't hear the one thing that was probably the most important. Um, they used live rock. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. this yep. live rock's been sitting in a bin for with other live rock for God knows how long. Some of the stuff's probably been in there for five years. Yeah. That is the bare bottom approach for them. Not dry rock, bare bottom. Just too sterile. Well, that's it. It's too sterile. Okay. He said, any time that we set up a tank, we try our, our hardest, our damnedest to find a whole bunch of live rock, or li rock that we've just had in, in their storage tank forever. Well, so I saw what they have in a lot. Of, I mean, they've moved, so I haven't seen the facility that maybe where the rock is now, but in the old right. place, there was a big giant bin that had all this rock in it, and they would take some out and put some new ones in. Yeah, right? reseed it. Yeah, reseed it. Mm -hmm. So you always kind of had this, like, you know, you know, biome or like a you know biological balance to like uh, a to rotation. Uh, and it just kind of repopulated. All right. So in my tank, uh, we've actually done it here several times now. We've done the dry rock. Mm -hmm. We've done the bare bottom dry rock. And there's one thing that like universally I could say about it, and it's that it sucked. <laughs> uh, the E170, or the E, uh, uh, or not the E, the XXL750, we had all those blooms, we had uh, the dinos. The tank is doing good now, but the first 18 months sucked. Yeah. It was yeah. just a terrible process, and we're constantly using the hammer trying to solve different problems, mm. and it was just no fun. Also, the ULMs in the office, too, that were bare-bottom uh, tanks. The one that used live rock, being the E170, you've seen that one. That one's awesome. Well, it was live Other rock because uh, it sat in that tank for a year. For a year and a half. Year, before. year and a half, and then we revamped it using that old old rock. Yep. And now look at it. It was yeah. live rock that had been in there with corals and stuff for the last year and a half, right? Okay, so now we go to my house. I run the thing without light on it. It's just fine, you know, with no lights are on. The tank looks fine. I did the like four month dark cycle, so be <laughs> yep. it, right? I thought that was gonna be the miracle that I needed. Mm -mm. Uh, turn the lights on, looks good three days. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> then what is it, without, you probably didn't see it, but what do you think happened three days later? Oh, well, just algae everywhere. Algae, garbage, <laughs> uh, stuff like you've never really right. even like a seen. Big bloom of disaster. Yeah, like, and then the water's turning green. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and like, because I turned it to two, 250, 350 par, which was kind of the advice we got, which is just turn it on and Go ride the ugly ride way. Ride the ugly brown the other face. Because it's going to be. Live rock probably works. Dry rock, bare bottom. Not so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bad news. And here's the thing, man, is you might be like, hasn't Ryan set up a tank before? No, I have not set up these dry rock tanks. I've set up so many dry rock tanks. All of them yeah. have been dry rock tanks for me. But you had sand. But I had sand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I had insta corals in almost all of them, right? Uh, yeah, like the 750, I guess we got corals pretty oh. early in that one, too. Very early, I mean, right? We were almost, uh, I think Josh and the worldwide team, when they came, they were worried about, like, I don't know if this tank is ready or not, because it was still brown, it was still nasty looking, but... Uh, then it started finding its own a little earlier, I think, than what you would expect. 
Well, what I was really getting at here is that all the successful tanks I've set up were sand, dry rock, and tons of corals pretty fast, actually. Mm -hmm. And on the corals comes all of the biome that yep. lives on their bases. You know, Absolutely. add that, the barren rock gets all of that stuff. Yeah. So this is where, have you ever done the, that like biome test? I haven't, actually. Okay. It took two months, so I'm a little sketchy about how valuable <laughs> it is. But they're working on it, though. Well, yes. I, yeah, they are actually. They bought a machine, so it should turn around pretty quick. Yeah, instead of relying on somebody else. Yeah. So Fair enough. Excited. But I got this report, and it shows a normal tank and has eight million different things on it, all balanced. And then on oh, mine, no. it was this much garbage of one thing, and then all the rest. It was clearly not balanced. Oh. So this was the vision, right? The vision into the first time that conversation of cycling a tank isn't just about ammonia. Right. It's about so much more, but at the same time, I'm not gonna be able to list off every last bacteria type or you know, <laughs> organism in there. And I can't give you an, uh, the correct amount you need. Yeah, that's the hardest, that's things. one it of the is. ones. Like, how do you know which ones are good? How many do I need? How do I, re how do I how replenish I them exactly. if I need them? Yeah, who knows the answer to that question. All you know is it, it looks like crap, and here's a report that says it's yep. crap. Two months later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I now believe. I now believe wholeheartedly that there is something to this magical matrix of a balanced biome in the tank, and that you need to find a way to achieve it. Mm. Right? All right, so I'm going to ask you, Jen, when, when's the last time you set up a dry rock, bare bottom tank, if ever? Um... I have done it before, but I've kind of pushed people away from it for the simple fact. Uh, probably last last year, we helped somebody do um, basically the exact same tank that you have out there, the 750, with all the radiance. So how long did it take for that tank to mature? Um, it's still maturing. So a year and a half ago? Yeah, a year and a half ago. So I mean, we definitely have corals in there. It's definitely mm. not through that ugly stage, though. Um, and you. Even with all the, you know, the benefits, the having the flow go through so the detritus gets moved around, there's still ugly spots. And uh, the, the customer isn't, isn't happy. If you would have told that customer, 18 months from now, this tank is going to be fantastic, and then you sent him a picture of what it is today, he, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You just keep learning one day after another. You try different methods and different things. And, you know, a lot of times, I heard somebody in one of the last episodes say, one of the best or the best pieces of advice, I think was one of the episodes, mm -hmm. was don't make a collage of other people's methods. You know, pick a method and follow oh, yeah. it, right? Yep. And that was one that really stuck with me. You know, like, ah, yeah, we all do that. We're like, I'll have a little piece of that and a little piece of this, and then I'll just kind of try to make yeah, it into no. this thing. And, you know, it's part of the experience. Like, yeah. You know, the first time you bake a cake, man, you follow recipe. Recipe. Mm -hmm. You don't just like get a bucket of <laughs> baking soda, flour, and like somebody tells you go go to go to town. It will turn out terrible. Oh yeah. Right. But eventually, like, oh, I've made about twenty cakes. I'm gonna experiment with this a little bit, a little different. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's what we kind of do when we learn. So well, it's like the we kind of made our own recipe, a hodgepodge in the WWC and the BRS approach mm -hmm. together for what we are what our desires are. And just now is it starting to come around that it, it's turning into a cake in the 750. Well, and then you miss, like we, we, we did, man. We hybridized like what works in a commercial environment mm -hmm. and what works at home. We tried to bring it together into the, that hybrid thing because you couldn't follow all the things that they had. No. Part of their method is feed the tank every, every hour, hour on the hour. hour. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, it's intense. That, that doesn't work you at know. home. You know? Part of their method is like really don't use the controller or anything because you can be there to check it. But like, hmm. they work seven uh, seven days a week, and nobody the whole place doesn't go on vacation mm. for two weeks or anything right. either. Like so, uh, it's like there's just different kind of things that happen in that environment. So we hybridized it, but I think when you do that, you know, we have to watch the result. Mm -hmm. And that's why we actually put these tanks up and like maintain them for years afterwards so that we can actually come back and give this uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the know, progression. From it. Here's what we learned. Yep. It's we missed critical pieces. And one of them with that, if I'm going to give advice to other Starting people. Starting with live rock. If you're going to do the bare bottom tank, live rock is the answer. And if you're going to do it with dry rock, don't. 
<laughs> That's fair. I like that. That's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, I wish somebody told me. And I want to tell you, I think that actually this is going to energize the future. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. it won't be don't five years from now. Mm. Somebody is going to sell a culture. Correct. Right? Somebody is going true. to develop that culture. And those guys, uh, uh, Colby and yeah. that team. Uh, they're uh, working on it. They're working on it. But I think you're going to be able to get a culture that you know is ick-free, doesn't yeah. have flatworms yeah. in it, doesn't have all that stuff and you can put it into the tank and you know get that biological diversity in the tank oh. and you can actually have the best of all the worlds. Yeah. Is Tampa Bay starting back up too? I just read an article that Tampa Bay, the rock, the live rock. Oh, the saltwater? Starting, starting back oh, up. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, there, you're getting stuff out of the ocean. So this is that balance I know. again yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sterile versus I got every pest under the sun. <laughs> Potentially, And the answer's yeah. somewhere in the middle, right? Uh, and we get more advanced and we learn and we adapt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the pendulum's going to go all the way back, and then five years from now, we're going to have every pest under the sun again. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so for me, this is where I sat as I sat there and looked at the tank the other day. Uh, this happened to me. <laughs> uh, I used some Vibrant on the tank uh, because I wanted to get rid of all the yuck on the, on the rock. And it wasn't mm -hmm. actually ever really algae growing all over the place. It's just kind of this like purple funk. It's like a bacterial bloom. Yeah, it's just this. It's like funk halfway on it. between like cyano and dinos yes. with purple. And I was actually told it was a damaged form of cyano or damaged form of coraline, coraline algae, algae. Hmm. and that eventually it may actually turn into coralline algae. It's just not calcareous at the moment, right? Yeah, it's just not calcareous at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have a write-up in this. I'll share it with you guys later. But uh, it's actually very interesting. But there's other just gunk on there. I used the Vibrant, and the problem is it worked too well. Mm -hmm. like, Why? Because two weeks, I, I dosed it for two weeks. Once, uh, one week, and then once again, the normal amount. And in two weeks, all the stuff started slopping off. And you I'm had, like, oh, sweet, dude. This is all, I, I can't believe how well it's working. And then you ran out of roller mat paper. Well, no, then I took <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, that too. But I took the, huh. the uh, uh, P-Mup, and ah. I wasn't like scrubbing or anything off. Just I just blown it off. Blasting. Took the P-Mup in there, and I just blew it all off, which is, by the way, that using the P-Mup is way better than wearing turkey your hand out with the turkey baster. It actually one of Jen's tricks for it's this a, thing, too. It, yes, it is a, it's a secret, a maintenance secret that you must know. <laughs> <laughs> no longer a secret. Because it's not a secret, yes. So you spray it all off, the water turned to just complete <laughs> muck. Ugh. It worked too well. All the stuff came off of the rock, the roller mat was going, the like whole room just stinks. <laughs> and, and, uh, roller mat was actually awesome because like you blow it off and then it just rolls it out in real time. You yeah. know? Yep. But there's so much of this gunk, I, I couldn't believe how much came off. But I'm feeling really good. Like, man, tomorrow, this tank is going to look awesome, right? And I walk up to the tank the next day, and it looks awesome. I'm like, wow, man, what a turnaround. I can't believe it. And then the cherry anthea swims out. Oh, it's got big this old giant eye. pop eye. I mean, it's so gross, and I feel so bad because it looks so painful. So I, I called up Elliot, and he's like, yeah, probably what happened is he had a nick in his eye already. You know, he just probably was wiggling and then around. all that gunk floating and around. All that gunk in the water in got it infected. And it's just like, <sighs> oh. <laughs> like, I was so excited, man. Then like, oh, we got to the other side. You know? Here comes water change and days. Yeah, so we did a bunch of water change. I, I tried to use some of the Seachem products where you, like, Mix together the catamycin or cata some or another uh, with the focus yep. mm -hmm. and uh, feed it to him and you kind of would eat it and kind of not. He's still there, yeah. still well, swimming around. It's like an antibiotic that goes in food or something. Yeah. So one of the things that actually Elliot, I'm gonna probably do this real quick, is uh, get some shrimp like from the grocery store, freeze it so you get any of the parasites dead mm -hmm. or whatever. Then squirt some of that cata. What? It's conoplex. Conoplex. Canaplex squirt it right into the shrimp ah. where the vein used to be. Mm. Uh, and then uh, a fish like uh, uh, that type of cherryanthia who likes big fit or big uh, big chunks will actually swallow that whole thing whole. Yeah. So I'm gonna try that. It's like, it's like yeah. a dog taking medicine, you know. Yeah, gotta shove it in the little <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't <laughs> get the, the focus stuff kind of like hopefully comes together. Hopefully the anthias is not as smart as my dog that like <laughs> spit uh, that part out. <laughs> Probably. Gotta try something. Of, of course, oh, by the way, all the other 
fish in there ate the antibiotic food, that's, other than the one that wanted. That's not fine. bad, yeah. right? No. Yeah, no. I don't know. Okay. no. All right, so as I'm staring at this tank, like my uh, wife looks at the tank and she's like, why haven't you put sand in here? Because this bar bare bottom just looks ugly. You've said that about yeah. all of our bare bottoms. I don't like the look. I've shared that from the beginning. Uh -huh. I was doing it for the filtration purposes and having a stable tank mm -hmm. long term. After you get to the 18 months, it's actually better. Right? Yeah, because we convinced ourselves that the sand was uh, a lot. It's, it's like a balance between the maintenance of the sand and non-maintaining your sand or not having sand at all to maintain. Mm -hmm. uh, but now you've, you're down the path of you're going to have to vacuum this stuff out. Well, and the other part of it is I want proper flow in the tank, and I didn't want to put pumps on the uh, end of the peninsula because right. it just looks ugly. That's yeah. the most beautiful shot of the whole tank, yeah. right? All these reasons that I chose to do it. I don't want the pumps in there. I wanted the flow. I don't want to see the cords. The MP60s on the back is the perfect you know, visual yeah. flow solution. I, I want a stable tank for 10 years after that. I, I'm willing to suck, suck it up in the beginning. So then there's and practicality the end, and desires. I'm a patient person at this point. I don't know with my tank, everything else probably not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a patient person with my tank at this point. I'm eight months in, I'm seeing the other side of this. I know that it will eventually solve itself, mm -hmm. uh, so be it. Maybe I should just wait it out. And my friend Jeremy Hero is sitting over here laughing at me because he still thinks I shouldn't put sand in here. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I just really trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And then ultimately, I'm like, I can't stand it. It just looks ugly to me. My wife thinks it looks ugly, and it's, solved, it's preventing a problem. I'm putting sand in the damn tank. Here we go. It's done. Yeah, and I bought what? it. Like we carried it home. And I put it in this morning. And now, just, and now you still you weren't able to see through it by the time that you came to work, I suppose. Well, I just dumped it in and I came to work. Yeah. I, like, I, did you kind of try to, to did you try to spread it out a little bit or the, the re no, I couldn't see it. Enough. Yeah, it's too cloudy. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I put it in this morning though is because I needed to get past the commitment stage. Yep. Just right? one and done. Dump and then go to yeah. work. Because if I came here, <laughs> if I came here right now Forget and we had, I hadn't done it yet. You'd probably talk it, yourself out of it. There would still be a conversation yeah. about, like, how oh, should I? I think I'm gonna. I may, probably <laughs> not. No, like, just put it in. And run. Uh, yeah, run. Too uh, late now. Uh, <laughs> mission accomplished. I'm gonna come home today. I'm gonna spread it out at, uh, tonight. And uh, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So, that said, there's different sands out there. And I picked this one. And I, I can't wait to get direct. another one of these DNA tests and yeah. tell you what this does. Right. Actually, this is Jen's video. That's her first one that she's kind of working yeah, on. Yeah, I'm working the on differences sand between that dry, live, and ocean direct. Yeah. Can't wait to tell the story. We're gonna do an investigates on this too. Yes, we yes. are. So uh, I'll share together. that to you in just a second. Actually, it's the year of sand. All right. So <laughs> before I tell you why I use this one, if you were going to put sand in my tank, and again, it's like a six foot, four foot peninsula. It's gonna be SPS. I hopefully high flow. Uh, and I don't really want it to be that thick, and I really don't want as many dead, like, open spots of bottom. What would you put in this thing? What would I put in there? Mm -hmm. um, after doing my research, I def I actually would, would con consider doing this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, the ocean direct stuff. It's interesting. Okay, Care so share why. Okay, well, I, I, if you would ask me yesterday, I would have said the special grade. Mm -hmm. um, for ease, and the, the, the particle size is, is uniform throughout. So I would have said, put that in there, we would have been fine, we could have our flow, and then we have the, the live bacteria, but then there's the live bacteria part. Is it really live? Um, which we'll talk about in another episode. <laughs> but this stuff, I mean, it's shipped damp. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like the M word. And it's shipped damp, and it has bacteria from the ocean. So, I mean, you needed to solve that problem right away, and it's an easy solution. Okay. I agree. I would tell you, actually, I used mostly this in the beginning just because yeah. I bought into, like, the sales pitch of it, but just, like, felt good. And then, eventually, we switched to uh, the special grade in most tanks. And the special grade, again, is, like, a very uniform yeah. particle yep. size. The absolute most popular that Absolutely. everybody's choosing from us. Once in a while. And probably like, that uh, that extrapolates across the hobby. It's probably the I most would popular. Special grade, probably the most popular cell. Mm -hmm. And for whatever, or sand, right behind that Fiji pink, because 
if you got a microscope, you could see some. There's some pink in there. In there. <laughs> <laughs> but if you see a macro picture, it looks yeah. cool. Uh, but uh, special grade. Okay, so the reason that that stuff is live, and I'm just going to uh, ruin a little bit of your thunder that you'll share in a minute, ah. but we'll reinforce it. The reason that stuff is live is because they sift it all out, right? They dry it, and they sift it out into those little particle sizes. Particle sizes. Mm -hmm. One they bag they add. fresh water. Yeah, yeah. And throw, apparently, like... Dormant? Dormant bacteria, and we're yeah. not exactly sure. Freshwater bacteria. The freshwater bacteria, Doesn't replicate in salt water. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, live, live call yeah. if you want that. Mm -hmm. All right, but the same company also, uh, Ocean Care sells Ocean Direct. Like you said, it's damp, it's in a breathable bag, and it has uh, All scooped it out of the ocean and put it in the bag. You know, maybe they cleaned it a little bit, I don't know. Mm. One of the reasons, though, that we got away from it in the past is because it's not a uniform particle, yeah. particle size. Yeah, and that's the big argument for anybody talking about sand is it's either Bahama Oolite because you like that really fine sand or the special grade because you just don't want the stuff blowing around. Blowing around. So actually I saw on my Facebook today somebody said, I tried that and I hated it because it blew all over, the little different particles blew all over the place. It's going right. to happen. I mean, it's true. It's true. It's in fact, it's because it's out of the ocean, I've actually seen little bits of wood and stuff in it. You cigarette know. butts? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I was using cigarette butts. Yeah. Microplastics. No. <laughs> we get like maybe like maybe it's like that Home Depot stuff I see on TikTok. There's some gold in Diamond there. ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just but anyway, bombs, yeah. Different particle sizes, which is actually not ideal from a sand choice. I would rather have the special grade that's uniform and not have mm -hmm. the little bits that are gonna separate out and it will actually not be as cloudy. This stuff is way cloudier but it's, when you it's put it. It's the, in the promise tank. of the bacterial diversity that comes with it that mm -hmm. makes it desirable. So that, well, it leads to our investigates test. We're going to test exactly that. Yeah, so in my tank, I decide the number one important thing for me at this point, if I'm gonna have dry rock in there and I'm trying, I'm not starting. So if I had started brand new with dry rock and a brand new tank and I just put sand in, I'd probably use, I might, Special I don't know. Grade? It'll be interesting to see because I, I might change my mind in six months, but I probably would have <laughs> used the uh, special grade, Yeah. right? But in that case, you know, there isn't a, a lot, just providing surface area for the biome and you'll probably put corals in there right away and it'll build it out. But now mm. I've let my tank become overrun with an imbalance. Mm -hmm. It's not just about adding more surface area. I actually need to correct this. Yeah. You actually need different bacterial diversity. You need to add the bacteria you're missing. I'm gonna trust the marketing that's on the front of the package of this bag, and then we're gonna <laughs> yeah. test it for you too. That makes you uh, that makes you wonder if, like, when you go to when maybe the next recipe for a started tank is, uh, I, I will do dry rock. I will do dry sand or special grade sand, maybe not the ocean direct. Uh, but instead of adding fish first, instead of waiting for fish and the whole you know cycle process, why don't you throw corals in there right away? Like mm -hmm. first week, second week, started up a tank, throw corals in there. I'd do it. Yeah. So uh, especially hardy things. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna throw a bunch of uh, four hundred dollar apples. That's fair. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. But uh, throw yeah. So hopefully, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna send in a test. I already sent in a test like a couple weeks ago. So I'm gonna get another one of those biome tests like in, in a mm. week. Send it in, and I'll be able to show you guys whether or not it like tested better. Cool. Yeah. Also, whether or not it looks better. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, both of these things kind of matter, you mm -hmm. know, they support each other. So that is why I selected this. I'll show you the tank later on, uh, what it actually looks like uh, with this sand in there. And we're going to get the test off the ground probably next week. There's a BRS TV Investigates now with six tanks. I'll let you explain it. Okay. So right now, Brent is working on this. We have six em empty tanks ready to go for the next experiment. And we're going to do two tanks dry rock, bare bottom. We're gonna do two tanks, dry rock, dry sand. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna do two, two tanks, dry rock, ocean direct sand. And then do those, um, follow the process, uh, you know, visually of the cycle and all of this, but also send in the, uh, the microbacteria DNA sample for each mm -hmm. one, probably beginning, middle and end maybe. Mm -hmm. But awesome. see what the differences are. Yeah, uh, so this is what I kind of, 
I mean, secretly hope to see because this is kind of the ongoing conversation that nobody's ever really solved in the mm -hmm. last year. Right. It's like it's like one of those theoretical, like what feels right, you know, <laughs> or like plausible theory kind of thing, but nobody really the knows truth. the answer to. Yeah. What I would really like to find out definitively is because like live rock's really hard to come by. Yep. It's like not an answer, so we can debate whether we want live rock or not. It's kind of a moot point. It really doesn't matter. What if the solution to the biome was use whatever dry walk you want as long as you use a sand that came out of the ocean and wasn't killed and sifted first. That, that would be that a great be, solution. Yes. Wouldn't that be I'll awesome? Let's start buying Ocean Direct. Yes. Let's start recommending Ocean Direct. Yeah. This is why we embrace failure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be really afraid, like, when you fail publicly, everybody's going to point their finger in my eye, you know, like, oh, look at it, he failed. Uh, but really, now, like, it's just like, embrace it, man. Like, but the harder learn. I fail, the more we learn. Yeah, you learn from it, and then hopefully, you know, someone else that was thinking the same thing will do something different. And you know the nature of failure, too? Is when I can come, I came to Jen, and I'm like, man, I failed so hard in this thing, I can't <laughs> believe it. It's 18, like, uh, it's been a year, I still, like, eight months, whatever. And she's like, yeah, it takes, it takes like a year and a half. It takes a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take a, a year and a half. And then that was like almost the deciding uh, factor. Like, I have how many more months? Yeah. Forget it. <laughs> well, when we share. Heading home with sandbags. <laughs> when we share our experiences together, man, it, like, like, okay, you showed me your ugly, ugly uh, laundry, man. Uh, yeah. I will show it as well. Yeah. You know? Uh, and I'm like, ah. It's out now. I feel better. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. And then hopefully we're on the upswing. All right. All right. So uh, we'll see that experiment. By the way, there's another experiment using Vibrant. So uh, one yes. of the ways a lot of people yep, use yep, Vibrant yep, yep. is right away. So we're, we're still do we're still trying to crack this. Uh, can you beat the ugly stage? We just proved that no, not with UV. Well, so I feel like you know, as uh, you know, uh, like educators in reefing, man. I feel like we got to learn. We got to try new things. We got to try the biggest solve solve the biggest problems in reefing. And most of the time, if you can get to the like one to two year stage with the reef tank, it's not smooth sailing, but it's a pretty pleasant ride. Yeah, right? much more consistent. And yeah. it's that first year that, uh, you know, again, we talk, it sounds like we're kind of talking bad about black dry rock, but really what we're doing is, is we solved the pest problem, mm -hmm. and now we're trying to solve the new problem we created. If we can solve both of these, yep. boom. We're golden. Right? So what if we can find different methods of avoiding the ugly stage for those new reefers who are doing this for the first time? You know, methods that are repeatable and safe and easy to implement. Mm. Yes. You know, that's like the Get more grill. people to two years? Yes, that'd be There'll be more people yes. hobbying. More well, people happy. Actually, you know, so having fun. I don't really share a lot of data with like this kind of stuff with people, but I found this out this year, right? We were looking at like the customer like classes. So like mm. if you joined us in two thousand nine, right? Back in two thousand nine there's like a class of new customers ordered for the first time. Yes, <laughs> right? Half of them are gone the next year. Hmm. Right, oh. gone. Poof. Who knows? Uh, maybe they like. Uh, they didn't, it was, uh, you only had two part and reef chili. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they like don't like they tank failed. Maybe they uh, hate Randy and me. Uh, who knows? <laughs> oh. I don't know what it ever is. Uh, but the other half, still here, 2020, 11 wow. years later. That's really good. Still making. Still ordering. Yeah. That's an awesome. And then we went and looked at all the classes after that, and it was true every year after that. Mm. Half of them disappear in the first year, and the other half stay Same. forever. Hmm. Mm. So it kind of matches that thing we just talked about, which is if you can get to that kind of one to two year mark, yeah. this is for me, yeah. I get it, I understand, I'll go. So we want to start shifting that balance where more people can get through that, instead of half of them leaving when they join this year, maybe 25% leave. Zero, hopefully. Zero, I mean, that's hopefully. not like a mythical goal, but yeah. uh, let's make it so the, the first year is like an easy ride. <laughs> right, right. And then you deal with other, you know, shenanigans along the way, mm. like accurate eating flowers. I know. God. How old is this tank now? This is coming up on six years. Was, yeah, 2015. So I've been here five years, and you were wrapping up the series when I got, you were on some of the, like, the episode 40-something. When I walked into the doors here, or like late 40s. Okay, we haven't added like any corals of things. I can't remember how long, right? No, it's just been chopping a few here and there. We did add some of the ORA stuff to fill up oh, on true. this side over You're here. Right. 
Uh, but like the stag colony has been here since the beginning. That one in the middle has been there since the beginning. That Eflo has been There's there since the beginning. There's only that one edition of a couple of ORA corals, like yeah. a few years, a couple, maybe 18 months ago. I don't know. The sad part is my favorite coral in the whole tank, the big giant blue Eflo, is dying. Well, or it was on okay, so it was on its way out. We're so okay. we had the we had file fish in there. We had a little six line wrasse in there. When we were fighting the aptasia problem, um, we pulled the six line wrasse out uh, because he was a terror to new fish. So we <laughs> added the file fish in so that they could go eat aptasias, and they did a great job. We solved more or less. We really got under control in a year the aptasia problem in this tank, but. Uh, we decided that we'd move some of those file fish out to the 750, and when we did, well, first we moved them because they were, they were picking at the Eflo. We thought we that thought, he was eating the Eflo tissue. Mm -hmm. And, and you actually, knew better. Gen, when you no, came in here, you laughed at me. Actually. Yeah, they're not eating this. <laughs> so there's worms in there. There's and flatworms in the tank. We never, we've never seen before. They've never had an outbreak before, but the, and I said, I've never seen a file fish eat uh, worms, and you said, no, they're not eating the worms. Yeah. They're eating the dying tissue. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so that's... Well, there was a couple other warning signs, not just that, that I mm -hmm. noticed. Like what? Um, well, we'll use your, your Eflo, for example. Yeah. That was the first one I noticed. The polyp extension, it wasn't there. Mm. Um, I've been... It's irritated? It, well, yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. It's being eaten. Mm. You'd kind of crumple it, I guess, <laughs> yeah, if you were being eaten. Um, the color change. Mm -hmm. um, you can see we've we've put some time into it this week, so you can actually see some of the color coming back, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. um, and then the the true tail sign is looking for dead tissue was, or dead spots. There and was then bite marks. The bite marks. I put my camera or, or just a flashlight underneath. Saw eggs, unfortunately, mm. which is the kicker. It's every. Yeah. SPS or basically every reefer's nightmare is you find that one egg or that one bite mark and you're just like, oh. Especially in a tank that's as fully established as this. Exactly, yeah. but There's we're going to, yes, there is a but. We're, we're going to triple attack it. We have a triple uh, attack <laughs> plan and we're going to kick it. So before I let you tell everybody what we're going to do, because I don't know the actual plan yet, so I can't wait to hear. Uh, for those of you who remember, Early on, we also had money eating nudibranchs uh, in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. right? Yeah. And, Kick you know. Those. Yes, and you did. It just goes to show that, like, despite your best efforts. Here we are, six years in. It really in. doesn't matter, man. Like, you cannot be the perfect reefer in most cases. Even with quarantine, even with getting from the perfect places, all this stuff, you still get a pest. Six yeah. years, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, Acroid and Flatworm shows up. You know what this reminded me of, actually, is my first tank where I, like, saw a Aptasia sitting in the back of the tank, you know, mm. pretty early on, and then you never really about thought it? about it. I'm like, why do people worry about this? Oh, yeah, and then all of a sudden you had... Okay, <laughs> then there was one summer where I was just super duper busy and I just didn't maintain the tank and it just took over. <laughs> yeah. It must have been the nutrients, I don't know, just lack of care, but bam, man, Aptasia like all over the tank and now I understand yep. why people do not like this thing. It's killing all my zoanthids, yeah. it's killing everything. Uh, so, but it was years, mm. just one of them it was just waiting, biding its time to piss me <laughs> off, you know? <laughs> it's so true. All it takes is one. I, was, I don't know why. I mean, there's plenty of food in here, but I, maybe it, there was, like, the six-line rasp was keeping my yeah, bag. I don't know. We, were, we had uh, flatworm stop uh, that we were dosing. When we were straight KZ for the first three years, mm -hmm. we were dosing actively flatworm stop and coral booster, like, mm -hmm. every day. Yep. Uh, we switched over to Triton. We oh, yeah. we didn't do flatworm stop anymore or coral booster. Or but he's been doing it for the last year, been, hasn't he? But now we've been now that we've been back to oh, we were on a calcium reactor and we got rid of the sand. We ditched the you know all this other stuff. Yeah, we've been doing it for a oh, year. Since then, yeah. I just don't know if we've been dosing it uh, as much uh, recommended amount daily mm -hmm. or whatnot. We have that stuff on um, dosing. Cool. They put it on a doser. Yeah. I mean. I've so flatworms. That's part, of, that's part of your tri-head, <laughs> tri you know, way to solve this yes. stuff. All right. So flatworm stop is one of the number one ways not to eliminate from your tank, but manage exactly. the fact they're in there. Which is probably you know what how it works. 
Well, so I've been doing some research on it because actually there's not a ton. I think there's some. It's a lot of proprietary stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I think what it actually does, or what I've read about, is that it helps the coral just like the tissue recover faster so it can continually grow. So it doesn't actually rid itself of mm. the actual pest, but it keeps the coral healthy and growing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, because acroid. Acroiding flatworms, they lay their eggs on dead tissue. So if there's less dead tissue, I don't. That could be part of it as oh, well. Yeah. And then that's where the coral booster comes into play, where it's you know essential elements that again aid in coral growth, keeping it really. So I wonder if it's amino acid based or some kind of. Okay. I'm new into research on it, so. So. The, the team, uh, Thomas KZ. Paul, does not tell you how any of the KZ products work. <laughs> Only they. that they work. Right. And, and right? Don't question because they'll get mad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I've heard and seen enough flatworm stop uh, experiences to say, yeah, well, I don't know how it works, but it definitely, definitely works. And people who have had these problems, they go away. There's two, uh, there's a local guy who had a Zeovit tank, man, super, super epic tank, and he would buy this and the coral booster. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, after even he rebooted the tank, mm. he said that he kept using the flatworm stop and coral booster because the tissue is always so much more lush and everything always looks so much better with mm. it that even when he didn't have flatworms, he used it. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do too. Uh, a lot of times with a lot of our, our maintenance customers too. It's, I didn't know that you used the KZ stuff with your maintenance customers. Yes, we do. We buy it yeah. from, from, from us, from here. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very interesting. All right, so what I had heard about the stuff, and maybe this is wrong. Unpalatable. It made yeah. that whatever it absorbs into the tissue, and it makes the tissue less palatable mm -hmm. to the uh, flatworm. Maybe, you know, like could be taste, uh, but it also could be just like consistency and toughness. It could be it's just harder to mm. bite healthy tissue than it is unhealthy tissue yeah. or anything. I don't know. I don't either. But, right. I, but I'm doing, I'm, it's worth looking into. Uh, well, maybe I give a call over there and find out if you give me more, like the uh, lead information and why <laughs> flatworms that work. Uh, but, all right, so that is one of the things. You'll, you're not going to eliminate them from the tank, but you're going to manage to the fact they're there. What's mm -hmm. step two? Step two would be our RAS attack mm. um, that we would add. You know, we added the six line. That mm -hmm. will definitely help. Um, whether or not your magical file fish eats them, we're not sure. But keeping the big ones at bay. And then that leads into the third, which is the manual removal. We're using the PMUP to actually go in every single day. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got oh, a little, oh. video got a little footage this morning. Oh. All right. So you're going underneath, and you're blowing it off the bottom. Trying yes. to get the eggs off? No. So what we're trying to do is you can see the Borbonis are actually eating yeah. the, the flatworms. So we're getting oh, yeah. rid of the adults. Okay. So that's part one of uh, manual removal. Break the cycle, the breeding yep. cycle. The breeding cycle. Mm -hmm. And then we, I mean, these colonies are big, they're beautiful. Yeah. They're hard to also get underneath. Yep. So uh, we use that to get the big, the, the actual adults, but then we still have the eggs. So then the re with the manual removal of the eggs or, t or finding them, we can toothbrush them out um, or use the... Uh, the PMUP Oh, do you think the PMUP, uh, the rasses eat the primarily the eggs or the adult worms? That I'm not exactly. Oh. I think huh. they. I've I never seen anything eat the eggs. I haven't uh, because no. if they ate eggs, you would probably you'd solve probably your solve problem. the problem. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're they're more of the big, yeah. the bigger ones. So we have to go in and manually remove the eggs. So early on, when I was trying to propagate zoanthids, I got the zoanthid nudibranch, and it was the same thing. Like you couldn't find anything to eat the eggs, but you could get them to eat uh, uh, the adults. And the way I had to do it is I had to freshwater dip them like every week. So essentially the little juveniles would hatch and then you would dip them and get them off before they got to the point that they were large enough to reproduce, reproduce. and after like four or five weeks of doing that you essentially got Just rid of all of the them because all yeah. the eggs had hatched at that point uh, mm. you know theoretically hopefully you didn't miss one uh, <laughs> yeah. you know but if i actually if you so now you're going to have a, a uh a you know, predator in here with uh, the mm -hmm. the fish going after them. Again, we're managing to the fact they're in here now. Yeah. We're not going to solve it in that instance. We're also going to manage by helping the tissue grow faster. What's number three? Then it's it's going back to getting in there and, and manually removing the eggs. 
So yeah. we have a couple options on doing that. I mean, with the, being huge colonies, you can actually take out the colony, which we're not, we don't want to do. Mm -hmm. We're gonna try to avoid that at all costs. Mm. Um, but finding all the egg pockets and, and removing them. Yeah, so um, I'm looking at one right now. Yeah, Big, and it, the sooner the sooner pocket. the better. So the theory is our, that we get rid of the adults, we constantly are after the, the eggs, and then we use like the, the KZ product then to keep the coral healthy, to keep growing, so. So there was a guy locally, uh, do you remember Energy? Mm -mm. He was part of like the local club, and he had like a 16 foot long tank that was like five <gasps> feet tall. Yes! Right? So I never got a chance to see it. But, uh, uh, like, the community told me... He lost to that, to this, didn't he? No, well, oh. so I, I don't know that. I'd love to know the end of the story, oh, I don't know actually. if that's true, so don't quote <laughs> so, me on that. So I was told at one point, because it was a full-on reef tank, 15-foot-long, mm -hmm. 5-foot-tall reef tank, which is not something you see very often. 2,000 gallons? And, and a nice-looking one, too. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't, like, just an empty rock. Man. It looked like your reef tank, but except bigger. for three times as tall, and eight times as long. You know? <laughs> Steroids. Uh, okay, you had stingrays in it and stuff. Oh my wow. god! Yeah, it was really cool. All right, so he openly said he had every parasite known to man because there's no way you could have that many corals in there uh, that uh, like would and not bring that kind right. of stuff. In. Right. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Right. But that his care and maintenance was that that the corals actually grew faster than yep. they it were eating. eating. <laughs> yeah, and they had lots of predators in yep. there, right? Okay, and I don't know if he ever had problems like you just mentioned, uh, uh, but he ended up having to turn it down because he uh, moved his construction business to uh, Costa Rica and couldn't oh. maintain that kind of tank from there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he turned it into terrarium. terrarium. Yep. So it was 15 foot long of frogs. <laughs> uh, and lizards, yeah, I don't know, it's pretty crazy. But that was the same thing, it's like his approach was just keep everything as healthy as you possibly can and the tissue will outgrow the, the parasite. If it's not healthy, it will probably, the parasite will probably win. Mm. I don't know. And so very, I think, yeah, combining all of, all of the things, I mean, you can see, I can see, it's, it's, I mean, there has, it's, it's been spreading. some positive results but, too, though, oh yeah, the of the color coming back from the aflo. As you say, it's healthier. The blue is back. The blue spots, is back, yes. Right, uh, in a, just a matter of days. And that's mm -hmm. exciting to me. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. in a matter of days, because I looked at this thing probably three or four days ago, yeah. and it had paled out. The tissue's still there. There's it's not mm -hmm. like, a, you're not seeing like the skeletal uh, mm -hmm. uh, right below it, but it's getting thin, right. and yeah. it's turning brown. Yeah. And so the fact that I can see big actual patches like this now of blue in just a matter of days, says you're doing something right. Yeah. Right? And so it's not gonna be a tomorrow fix, it's Probably is not going to be a month or two fix, but we will get it. Well, and so, and then the point is, I think, on this tank is now we're just going to manage the fact that they're there. We now know they're there. It's a new challenge that we're going to deal mm -hmm. with. We're yeah. going to learn from it. We'll share with you guys. We're four years into yep. almost being a 10 year tank. Yeah. We're and four so, years left. what's a valuable point is I've seen, and I'm going to ask you about this next. Okay. I, I've seen a lot of people see. A single red bug, see a single flatworm, and now it's time to tear the entire <laughs> tank apart, dip them, you know, uh, quarantine them all, mm. and just like go through this incredible process to try to eradicate them out of the tank, go through all that, have half losses through the process, get them all back in there, only to find out in 12 months they have them again. Yep. Right? So let's pretend it worked out instead. What would you do if you actually wanted to eradicate them from the system and know that this is no longer in the tank? Mm. The only true way that you can do it is take out all the acros and just let it die. Every last piece of Every tissue. Every last piece that of That means it. anything that's encrusted or has ever encrusted. Monty's would be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean like but the bases of your All the acros. bases. The, the only other way to do it is, I mean, mm. basically what you're saying is cut everything so that there's no dead tissue because they don't lay eggs on live tissue. They so take everything out and start over. Let it, fit, let it sit fallow. Yeah, I know. Thumbs uh, down. I don't know. So first what? step, before you intentionally go <clears throat> kill half of it and go through that hell. Yeah, exactly. Like, Try managing Buy a six-leg grass and some coral booster and flatworms. <laughs> and a peem-up. <laughs> and a peem-up, yeah. <laughs> well, so it goes back to like the ick management and ick eradication uh, conversation. Maybe you won't ever 
be able to eradicate ick once it's in your tank, but you can manage it. The mm -hmm. same thing with these, with the process of having those you know, natural predators right. uh, for them and doing the peam up and doing the uh, flatworm stop. I've now, they're in there, but I'm managing them and I might have to manage them for the life of the tank. Well, so one of the things that I've thought about in the past is that like, you know, if I put an Aptasia eating file fish in there from the beginning or something like that, uh, I might actually introduce Aptasia to the tank, and it might be in there, and I'll just never know it because mm -hmm. he's finding me eating before I see it. But yeah. they're still in there because they spread and they create little tiny guys. But because I put it in there, I will never know it. It was in there. Like when we had the Nudibronx and we added uh, the Rass and he ate them all. Yeah. Right? I accepted that those money-eating nudibranchs were going to be in here forever, but it just wasn't a problem for me. Hmm. Right. You know, like it, yeah. it was it wasn't stopping the you know success of the tank, right? No. But the addition of a fish that ended up killing other fish, but yeah. and there's always this uh, kind of balance here. So when uh, I was talking about that gentleman that does the KZ tanks, uh, like a full-on Ziovid tanks and like big super uh, uh, oh, tanks, yeah. wall to wall, and he's putting this. Coral and Zook, to, like uh, the flatworm stop and the coral booster in there from the beginning. Kind of makes you wonder if even if he got the flatworms, hmm. would this be part of, if he did it in the beginning, they would never get to the population size that, that would, you'd ever even know. No, that, Especially if you also had that six line rafts in the beginning. Well, and Maybe you'd never even know. It's, yeah, because it's so hard, especially with bigger colonies, because you can't see in between all the. All the little, so yeah. Well, that's what I was wondering. I asked you earlier this morning if we thought that we might have to do some trimming in here to actually get to a lot of that stuff. And I think, I mean, I think we have some room to trim anyway. Yeah. And the tank needs to trim. And I can't wait to get in there. Yeah, she's if excited I, yeah, to trim. If I that's can, one of your favorite yeah, things. It, yes, it's like my happy place. If I, if I, that could be my job. But there, I mean, there's just some areas we can move things around, and then that will give as an opportunity to manually remove them as we're doing it. So mm -hmm. we're, we're revamping it, it needed it anyway, it's, it's still growing, it's still thriving. Mm -hmm. But then also we can get rid of some of the bugs. I'm gonna go all the way back to a more manageable pest, being uh, algae, right? Yeah. So again, uh, going back a million years to my first tank. <laughs> tank, awesome, never had any problems. Same one summer, algae just goes out of control. And I didn't know why. Until I thought about it one day, I'm like, you know what? I had a yellow tang die, and when he was dead, he didn't eat the algae. He didn't eat algae. Algae exploded in the tank. So it wasn't that algae wasn't in the tank. Mm. It was yeah. just that I had a preventative method in the tank that made it feel like there was no algae in the tank. Well, that makes you feel like you're on the right path I when we talk about utilitarian fish right mm -hmm. off the bat. So yeah. your tangs and your wrasses and. The lawn mowers. Uh, you know, you got to go after it that way. <laughs> I, I, I feel like if you can put some of that stuff in there from the beginning, like you just said, those utilitarian, just assume you're going to have Aptasia. So uh, put the file fish in there. <laughs> assume you're going to have some one of these bugs or flatworms in there. Throw in your uh, six line wrasse. They're so mean. I don't know, but find find the right wrasse. There's some right? other. There's some other wrasse. Yeah, uh, find some some other wrasse or maybe even that one, depending on the size of your tank too. Uh, put those things in there from the beginning. Maybe use some, like, uh, if you're going to have a wall-to-wall -wall acro tank, uh, money probably isn't uh, the primary driver in this case. <laughs> At least protecting the investment is. So, you know, using some things like the flatworm stuff from the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, makes a better, nicer tissue anyway. But thinking about some of those things, I mean, obviously, I wish I could keep thinking of a yellow tang as the solution. But right. in today's environment, I keep saying, thinking, though, Biota is going to solve this for us. Like mm. the yellow tang will be back and it'll be affordable again uh, oh, in a year or two, right? It'll be back to the staple and this time not taken out of the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I don't know, we'll, we'll cross my fingers so we can, we can talk I about that I agree with that one. There's other, there's other algae eaters other than the yellow too. So mm -hmm. all those all the all the, so the, much Yeah, and the bristle tooth as well. Mm -hmm. yep. Like the white tail that you have in there, he's, they're mm -hmm. great. Yes, I, I, you know, I like both of them. So. They seem the between the the, uh, 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 the yellow tang and the purple tangs and the uh, the bristletooth tangs. They seem to go after different Cr types of algae. Yeah, mm -hmm. their mouths are different. Well, you know what the white tail tang does in my tank at home? 
It's for a reason he loves the algae on the glass and on the bare bottom. <laughs> oh, and he makes Tech his big lip print. Yeah, oh. it's <laughs> everywhere, right? I love that. Well, and it was funny because I was telling Elliot, I'm like, this fish isn't eating, right, at oh. the beginning. And he wouldn't eat the pellets or the fish food of any kind. I put them in, like, I started dousing it and all kinds of, like, uh, mm. uh, like solutions and stuff mm -hmm. to try to make it taste better. Wouldn't eat it. And Elliot's like, dude, here's the thing. I'm looking at that fish. You've had it for a month and a half. It's twice as big. Its belly is super duper full. And I bet you there's lip prints all over all the glass. Over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know, yeah. He's just eating uh, stuff, man, off of everything. And even in that environment, I don't know what exactly what he's eating because the lights weren't even on. Hmm. Right? So he's eating like stuff. Uh, I don't know, what, uh, off of mm. the rock and glass. It was, it was really crazy. Uh, but you learn something new yeah. uh, every day. All right, so we'll wrap it up here. Got some comments here. Oh, we got some comments. Sure. A few of them. I do bring up that Casey one that's still in the queue there. Yeah, that one. Mm. Let's start there. That one's interesting. Uh, ask the question: Has anyone actually seen a file fish that they are positive doesn't nip at coral? I just don't think it's as black as white, black and white as it. Mm -mm. Like these file fish had a ton of things to eat because there's an infestation of Aptasia. So if they have a different diet or something to eat, or if you're feeding them or supplementing their diet with, and they're not hungry for tissue, maybe, maybe. maybe they won't peck at them. But it's a toss of the coin. Yep. I can tell you that I am way more likely to eat Taco Bell than Randy. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah. just things, organisms like different <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, you, you never know what We're both humans. We both work at BRS. It's just, he just likes more Taco Bell than me. Why do you like Taco Just <laughs> a likelihood. Yeah. Uh, yes. uh, Will it be more likely to enjoy Taco Bell than something else? And I feel yeah. like if it does enjoy something, it's going to be always your favorite A-can or your something that's very expensive. Oh, yeah, probably. Probably. And part of the answer is, like, I find in general there's a, like, kind of a, uh, a you know, prohibitive thing here. Like, the fact that if you starve them, they tend to go after the pest that you wanted. Mm. Yeah. Right? But then they will also go after, if you do it wrong and starve them too much, then they'll start to go after not just the pest, but other things they would undesirable as well. <laughs> yes. And then they'll just get used to eating those things. And then it's over. But the, somewhere in that balance or matrix is if you feed them a lot and constantly, they won't go after the things, they won't be compelled to go eat your favorite acorn. Now that won't work all the time, but if you feed very uh, minimally, don't be surprised <laughs> when uh, they get desperate and start food. eating yeah. things, uh, anything that moves. You That's know? fair. So there's some kind of matrix in there that you actually have to make them, like if you just keep serving up plates of Taco Bell, Randy's never going to eat a flatworm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, it's it's like, some balance in there between they got to be hungry enough to go after those pests and learn that those things are food without making them figure out other things are food. Yeah. So should we just not have food here and see if he eats the flatworm? Yes. <laughs> you want me to yes. start diving in there? To You're going to jump flatworm die, Randy. It's done. <laughs> All right, yeah, next one. All right. Uh, you know, in Novus Aquaculture, who made nope. our mugs for us, oh, has said, congratulations, nice. Jen, your mug ah. is on the way. Oh, I was just oh, commenting sweet. on that today. I was like, how come you got, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I used mine on my desk, by the way. Uh, I, I need to start bringing it in. He doesn't bring it in. So the I, I made I my mine. own. Oh, there we go. <laughs> and then we got stuff for the live streams. All right, oh, thank mug you is so on much. the way. Uh, Wuthering1234 said, who has longer hair, Ryan or Jennifer? Ah! I gotta fix that one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mac Reefs, uh, could, you, could you not just cure rock in a bin for six months if you know you absolutely want a bare bottom or would you uh, photosynthetic stuff still take over? So this is that piece, go. man. Like if you asked me this question a year ago, mm -hmm. my answer would have been yes. You could just soak it in, in something, throw in some fish food, it would feed the whole thing, and it would figure itself out. But in the end, these bacteria don't come out of thin air. Mm. Some right. of them certainly you have to introduce seem them. to. Yeah. Uh, maybe come off your hand or wherever. But natural bacteria from the ocean in the same like uh, quantities that's healthy and, and ratios to each other don't just come out of thin air. So, and if you just throw stuff in and hope for the best, that's about what you're gonna get, mm. yeah. is hope for the best. Maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. <laughs> uh, so the answer is sometimes it works, a lot mm. of times it doesn't. So uh, <laughs> I think 
you know, a better way to think about it is, yeah, it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Also, if you can find a piece of live rock that you're yeah. reasonably safe, at least throw that in there with it. Maybe this turns out to be partial solution or even the whole solution, the ocean direct sand that has this bacteria on it. Mm. Maybe uh, uh, Colby comes out with a bag of the perfect biome you can dump in there with it. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I know, wouldn't it? Uh, like I really think that's the future. Jump starter. Yeah. Oh. If, if if this if this works, it's going to ruin his day, this day. But if it doesn't work, <laughs> that is the you know the future of the whole thing, because getting live rock out of the ocean is kind of done. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, in really small quantities, we still see it, but it will never be the solution for everybody, and it's only getting more and more expensive. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, you got to figure out how to use the tools work that we with have. What we have yeah. yeah. All right. So my answer is no. No. <laughs> uh, no, that's it. But um, yeah. we, I mean, I would say we should point to that conversation with Kobe when we were live. But yeah. the audio is so crappy on it, I can't send jacked. anybody over there. So yeah. we're going to try, we're going to redo that one yes. you know, coming up again and actually have that conversation again. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if you want to throw somebody anywhere. I don't know where we'd throw them. Uh, we'll throw them there anyway, because actually uh, it's a good conversation. We'll add some, we'll, yeah, we'll throw them to Colby. You can pick up bits and pieces of the uh, microbiome uh, DNA sequencing conversation that they're doing. Uh, and some of the, uh, the innovations that are happening over there is really awesome, so. All right, welcome aboard, Jen. Thank you. You'll start to see videos from her soon. Yes. Uh, and uh, Brave New World. And all the Jens that won. Yeah, oh, yeah. Preferred reefer, Jennifer's. Don't you won. Congratulations. I'm going to right now to put this stuff in your account and send you an email. And it's not only Jens. It's also not only, or la earlier this week we gave out to people, uh, we gave out radions to people, preferred oh, reefers yeah. that had. Uh, I was hoping uh, that would be a Jen that I would get. Shots, <laughs> uh, or had uh, beers gear in their boxes. We'll just keep on giving that stuff to preferred reefers. So uh, if you, somebody actually asked, like, why do you only give it out to these preferred people? Because we reserve the right. Uh, if you want to, uh, all you gotta do is click a link. It's yeah. top says like join the like preferred reefer program. It's or not like footer. REI membership. We gotta pay twenty bucks a year or once a time or no. It's free. You get in free, and we'll give you free stuff. Yeah. And you get reward points and all the other stuff. Awesome. And there's a sale going on, so join it. Uh, I gotta give a plug to the marketing team, or they'll kill me. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and do that, and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. <laughs>